and welcome to the next installment of the Daisy Spotlight. This time we are doing something a little bit different as promised and we are going to be shining the spotlight on Daisy Underground. Yes, we are shining it on a community and not a content creator because in my opinion, communities are just as important, probably more important really than the actual content creators because without great communities out there, uh, surviving in this horrible, horrible period while we wait for 0.63, uh, Daisy wouldn't be anywhere near as good as it is. Um, we all know how bad the public servers are. So let me introduce the team. We've got Ace, Dr. Desync, and Recluse. Guys, do you want to say hello? How's it hey. going? Hey. Okay, lads. <clears throat> We're going to start off with just a little bit of information about you guys so people get to know um, a little bit more about you. So starting with Ace, tell me who you are, how old you are, what you do for a living, and what your role in the community is. Hey, uh, I'm Ace Whittles. I'm 30 years old. Uh, my day job is uh, I'm a plumber. I work in construction as a plumber. And uh, my role in Daisy Underground is I'm a community moderator. I've been one of the... Uh, leaders of it for almost four years now i oh, know it's four years and the game's still going yeah mm -hmm. and dr desync and i'm dr desync i'm 18 years old I'm currently in college right now and right now i help moderate and i'm also the picture guy for doug the picture guy what does that do uh, it takes screenshots, uh, other type of things like cinemagraphs uh, to make sure that we can help advertise the server for our Twitter. And also, I also post on the Daisy subreddit. Did you were telling me before we started the interview that you're studying cinematography at um, uni at the moment or at college? Yes, at a film school. So they're obviously utilizing your skills to the best. Um, you're, you're a lot more valuable than a plumber, that's for sure. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on that awkward note, Recluse, tell us about yourself. I'm Recluse Gamer. I've been here at uh, Doug since the beginning, and uh, I don't I don't know why I still stick around, but I do. I know why you stick around, mate. You guys have got on, a great community. Yeah, I currently help out on staff with uh, applications and uh, tickets in the team speak. And what do you do for a living, mate? I work at Intel as a manufacturing technician. I uh, make the uh, silicon, well, I process the silicon wafers that uh, eventually turn into your processors. Hey, so you're a bit of a tech head that I'm imagining. Uh, not as much as you'd expect. Yeah, because you're probably surrounded by it at work all the time. It's not something you want to do in your spare time, I'm guessing. Well, the, the making of a chip is a, a lot more similar to more like making a, a car or something than actually doing anything too technical. Yeah. Make sure you're putting this chemical on it or shining this kind of light on it type stuff. <laughs> okay. Now, do you lads have any other hobbies outside of gaming, Ace? Um, I mean, I, I, love, I mostly love listening to music and I try to play music, but I'm not very good at it. <laughs> Dr. DC? Uh, for me, I usually, uh, right now we're doing a bunch of short films for our school, so that's mainly uh, helping people out with that, either doing lighting, gaff uh, gaffer, acting. I've done a couple of, uh, I think, three just this past week, actually, for finals. Yep. And what about you, Recluse? I like to do outdoorsy stuff. I don't get to do it quite as much as I'd like to due to my uh, work schedule. but uh, Hunting camping, and camping hunting. and stuff like yeah. that? <laughs> exactly. Yep. 
It's it's it must be a bit hard being a you know, a gamer who spends so much time indoors, and then um, someone who also loves being outdoors. It must kind of tear you in both directions a bit. Oh yeah. Although I get to do, get my hunting in sometimes on Doug. Yeah. <laughs> hunting people or hunting animals? It depends on the day. <laughs> okay. So what I want to know first up from you guys is what got you all into wanting to be admins in a community? Um, now, Recluse, uh, you said you've been there since the beginning? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was there when I got a uh, odd message from Dr. Big Money saying, hey, want to come join uh, Daisy Bolton, a uh, Daisy subreddit without all the memes and other stuff. I was like, yeah, cool. It sounds a lot slimmer to look at and see some cool stuff. And uh, eventually he's like, hey, I'm creating a new group called uh, Daisy Underground. We're going to have our own server. You guys want to come? Well, hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, for a while, we played on a uh, on a box in someone's basement, essentially. Yep. Um, and uh, we just have grown over the time into what we do now. So you were a, pretty much an admin from the beginning? No, no. I didn't actually get asked to join until uh, this past February 1st. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I just did more of a um, settle stuff between the community and just try to be a a, a group of a liaison, a leading voice in the group. Just to hey guys, this this I know we've we want to do this right now. We've tried it before, way back when it didn't work out. If you want to try it again here, but here's why we failed last time. Type stuff. Yeah. And what about you, Doc? I'm one of the most recent staff members. I joined back in February, and the main reason why I wanted to be a member uh, was basically I feel like I've been given so much from this community. I wanted to at least give back in some way, especially with 0.63 coming up. I think we're going to need a little bit of some manpower. Hopefully, if we have a large increase in numbers, we'll be having a lot of applications coming in. Touch wood, fingers crossed. Agreed. And Ace, tell us your story, buddy. Oh, God. Uh, I'm I'm old. Just like Recluse, man. Uh, I've almost, in July, I'll have been a moderator for four years. Um, we actually, Daisy Underground just had their, our first, our fourth birthday back on, uh, uh, was it March 9th? Yep. Uh, in July, I became a moderator here when uh, the guy who founded the place uh, decided to move on. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I've I've done anything that these guys are doing right now. I've done for the community so i've kind of been all over the place so you've got we've got two new um admins here so uh, probably a question that a lot of people out there would be wondering is what do you look for when selecting people to become admins in the community so if i wanted to be an admin what what sort of qualities would i need oh man well one of the things that is real important to me is to not like we don't ever ask people to apply we have one time recently asked people to apply but normally we'd never do um uh we have this kind of a we had kind of a philosophy for a long time that anybody that was asking for power was probably asking for power they could abuse so nobody on our staff was ever asked if they wanted to be yep. or was told to speak up about it everybody was just kind of told hey we need you to do this because you're doing it already so we might as well give you uh keys to the to the kingdom so you can do it more efficiently 
Because it's all, it's all people who have been donating their time and effort to making the place a better place already. We just gave them a badge that says, I'm officially doing this. You yeah. Know? And, you know, it's, uh, it's worked out so far pretty well. Basically, don't ask for it and start putting in the hard yards. And eventually, um, if you're lucky, you might get a tap on the shoulder from people saying, hey, we like what you're doing. Pretty much. Uh, that's what I look for, at least. Um, yep. And, you know, D-Sync has been helping us out in any way he can. Just, you know, like he said, you know, doing uh, promotion uh, art for us. Um, Recluse has always been a voice of reason in the community to people. So, you know, it's just some of, sometimes it's like a no-brainer. So what is the origins of Doug? We sort of t uh, touched on it. Recluse, you mentioned a little bit. Um, Ace, you mentioned it a little bit. What's what's the story behind Daisy Underground? Uh, so, yeah, Recluse mentioned Daisy Bulletin, which uh, I was invited to as well by Dr. Big Money. Um, but the the group that founded that and that eventually started what became Daisy Underground was called the Crawling Zombie Club. And they were uh, a group of some of the pre-alpha testers. Uh, so, you know, these are guys who knew what we were getting into when they started this thing. Yep. And um, that box in someone's basement that Recluse mentioned, that was a server hosted at Bohemia for us where we tested the private hive technology. <laughs> so, you know, it was, it's a little, it's a, I don't know, not quite a box in someone's basement, but it was like hacked together. Like it wasn't supposed to, I don't think we were allowed to have it. I know the uh, IP <laughs> of it leaked a few times because we were told, okay, don't share this too much outside your group. Uh, but the, <laughs> the tech support for Bohemia kept using the server IP address as their test IP for somebody who's having problems connecting here. Try connecting to this one. Oh. I'm like, oh, wow. The, uh, the server message all are like, oh, this is an actual server, but I haven't seen this one before and it's pretty full. What's going on here? Yeah, it didn't, uh, it wasn't listed. So uh, it was a true private hive before you know, they even had the, really the ability to do them. Yep. Um, so we kind of got to see the private hive technology uh, come together. So what made them want to create Daisy Underground? Well, have you been to the main Daisy subreddit? Yes. <laughs> That's um, the reason. Mainly, um, it started out as just a place to have people have more of a... Uh, conversation about daisy as a whole where it was going what we were wanting to do with the game and we didn't even start out as really a role play anything server we just started out as hey everybody wants to have some fun on the daisy server together and through some server events we did it kind of turned itself into an rp thing it started it started small like just clans that kind of deal not really having any role play between them and it it's just it, it grew into the stories that we see today out of nowhere <laughs> so it basically just organically evolved yeah it's it's one of those things that we we tried replicating it with the eu yeah and we still haven't figured out what we had as our secret sauce well don't talk any more about eu because we will be talking about that a bit later um okay so i want to get a bit of an idea of um your pedigree and your thoughts on daisy before we move into uh, the more meaty viewer questions did you guys all play the mod? Yes. Yes. I can, yep. Do you guys think the mod... It's a question or a statement I hear from so many people that um, Daisy doesn't have the same feeling as the mod. What, what do you guys have to say about that? 
I can agree with that. The the mod had a very still still had a lot more of the bones of the mill sim in it, the feel of a mill sim, to where I'm going out to shoot somebody and I'm going to land that shot accurately at a thousand meters every time, where there's a lot more sway and other stuff in the actual Daisy game. It the the mod was I don't know. It, you you could feel it was a, a mod off of something Milsim. Daisy is its own beast. Yes. Well, Daisy was based on the helicopter game, right? Take on helicopters. That was a flight simulator for helicopters. So like it wasn't. It was like Arma two point five, but like had a bunch of the guts of Arma cut out and then recreated and put back in. So yeah, it's a. Uh, it's 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 very different. The the, um. The old Trinaris map, <clears throat> you know, not being able to go into any buildings and they're being, being, feeling so much smaller because the borders are so dense and just empty, really densely forested and empty that, like, um, feels like there's more room to breathe on Trinaris Plus and it's less bleak. Yep. Uh, yeah, Trinar the old Trinaris, man, it's a bleak, bleak landscape out there, especially with all the crap that Dean threw down throughout the mod, man, all the garbage and stuff. It's just really, really bleak. And uh, Janaris Plus is really very pretty. So what is it about DayZ that makes you guys love it so much? It's asymmetrical. I mean, every time you play it, it's something a little different. Depending on, you know, depending on how you play it and what you run into. It can, it can be over in 10 minutes or you can go 10 days without, you know... You can go through yeah. all kinds of adventures. It's that's what I love about a lot of games is them being asymmetric. The yeah, I have to agree. The absolute uncertainty of every time you, if you're spawning on the coast or logging in already fully geared, the I don't know if I'm gonna run into sit there start eating something and some fresh spawns gonna come behind me and blow my brains out for my gear, or if I'm going to end up somehow holding up a group of like three guys by myself because they think I've got friends in the woods. Or even have that happen to me the other way around. I'll kill some fully geared player at a well, or I'll get held up by one guy. <laughs> yep. Just the insane situations you can get into sometimes. And it is unique in that there's really no other game out there. Probably the closest I can think of is um, Grand Theft Auto roleplay, um, but even that isn't the same as DayZ. For me, I have to say it's the atmosphere. The one game I've seen closest to that would be Miscreated. Yep, but I don't know. It's like I'm getting close to 2,000 hours finally, and there's still like I still feel like there's a majority of things I have missed and I have yet to even explore on this map. Because I mean, it's huge to begin with, and I don't basically just starting off for the coast, just exploring around, especially during uh, pre-alpha. It was a breath of fresh air from the mod. Yep, and I just felt like this is a whole new beast. I didn't know where to go because again, everything just felt way more different. It does. It's a, it's it's a it's a beautiful game. It really is. Um, Ace, you hit it on the head. Uh, the, uh, the it just keeps on getting better with all the little changes they're making. That said, I do miss the old map, but um, I am loving the stuff that they've introduced. They're expanding upon it, making so many more places of interest to go and explore. And yeah. Okay, <clears throat> big question for you guys. I'll be very interested. Um, in your answers, who is your favorite Daisy content creator? We'll start with you, Dr. D Sync. 
uh, I got one of the old people that used to play on here. That would be Friendly Inferno. The way he did his videos, I don't know what was about it. It was just, it was kind of like one of the starts of like how we modeled off of how Machinima did on some of their funny gameplays on how he would use subtitles and stuff like that. Also how Soviet Womble yep. would do his type of stuff. It was just a mix of everybody kind of put together on DayZ and it was really good. Okay, Ace? Um, I mean, I have to go with my friend Ron Fox. Yep. You know, uh, I think he's the best. I think he's one of the best editors I've ever seen. Um, he can take mundane footage and make it um, make it something intense and special. Um, and he, he did not get enough love while he was active doing DayZ videos. I agree. There's a lot of people like that who are so talented yet just haven't managed to crack the the spotlight sort of thing recluse yeah as far as videos i i haven't gotten a favorite i like anybody that's that just pops out that i find on the subreddit or elsewhere that just does something fun and awesome i don't really i don't follow them i just i just wait for stuff to just pop up and yep somehow i see it i, I do have to say desync is my favorite screenshot guy Ah. He, he he makes a screenshot tool feel like a camera with what he does. <laughs> Another guy who really stands out for me, um, he's more the village, um, is Harold Palmer. Um, he does some really nice screenshots if you guys have ever checked him out. Yeah, I've seen him. Yeah, he's he's got quite a um, an art of picking a, a, a good image and then adding, um, I'm not quite sure, the effects he uses and that, but it, yeah. yeah. It seems like he just modeled it off of like an old camera type of photos. Yep. Okay. Status reports, what do you guys think of them? They've been um, in the spotlight a bit lately, um, particularly as everyone's pouring over everyone looking for any hint of 0.63, but what do you guys think of the status reports? They, I, I like them just because sometimes they're really good, sometimes they're really bad. Just because sometimes you get some good information, other times it's, yeah, we're still working on it, guys. <laughs> hey, if I'm featuring one, I'm happy. But I have to say that... Um... I like it a lot more when there's more visuals yeah. being shown in the status report. The moment I see that, I feel a lot happier and I feel a lot more comfortable within that, like that bi-weekly. I'm just like, all right, they've actually, there's some progress being made. But the moment I see just straight up text, if, and that's pretty much it, I'm kind of almost uh, worried at times. Because I'm just wondering if it's like they're just at a lull or they're at a bump right now. They just can't get over what their problem is currently. Ace? I, uh... I have a love-hate relationship with it. If I just set a status to it on Facebook, it would be complicated, man. I uh, <laughs> they, I, I don't know. It feels like they're they're telling us about. It's, I don't know. I don't want to say something that's because we hear we see, you see it all the time on the Daisy sub people being very very critical, and most of the time being unfairly critical. But when you've been, you know on this side of it for so long you see some things and uh, some of the criticism i think is justified i think they're the best they've ever been at the moment in the past they've been pretty ordinary um very technical and unless you're technically uh technologically inclined um it didn't make much sense to you know there wasn't anything of interest there was no meat and veg in there as you said there was no you know screenshots and audio files and stuff like that um, lately, it seems like they've had a little snippet of something in there, um, whether it be the ladders or um, the rolling on the floor while aiming animations. And 
it seems like they mm. finally hit the nail on the head with what people want a mix of technical as well as simple wow look at that that's beautiful can we can we talk for just a minute about the letters yes um i remember in a status report them telling us there was something wrong with the animations on letters right and they had put gifs in the status report but they were from the back of the player where you can't see anything you can't see what's wrong or they'll say they'll use a phrase like it doesn't feel good yet or it doesn't feel right and that doesn't tell me what's wrong with it mm. i mean if one of the things postponing them dropping this to uh, experimental at least is a camera clipping through an object like your your view from your player clipping through an object or something that to me isn't something that should stop it from going to testing and i know that's probably like a like a minor thing for me to be worried about but i don't know some of the way they, they phrase things and i know they're not native english speakers so I can't probably can't expect too much, but it's uh, one of those gripes that I have. Yep. It's showing me what's wrong. Like you, you mentioned that the status reports used to be too technical. I like that. Like that, that helped me understand exactly what's wrong and mm -hmm. why it's taking so long. Things like it doesn't feel good yet. It doesn't seem right. The, these like really objective or subjective uh, phrases yeah. like. That's what doesn't cut it for me. Well, you sort of touched on the next question. What is your biggest gripe with Daisy? Vague status reports. Yep. Yeah. Doc? Uh, probably how vehicles work. I still don't like how they work, and hopefully that will be in, they'll be fixed in 0.63. Yeah, we haven't really had much of a teaser of um, that. Um, I know they had that uh, one video there, but I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of um, how the vehicles are because I've honestly really had no interest in vehicles just because of how buggy they are. Repose? My biggest gripe would... Um, the way walls at times when a zombie might hit you or you accidentally get knocked by something else in through a wall, the way walls sometimes can feel like they're paper thin with that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Like, oops, I fell into a bunch of rocks. Well, I either gotta hopefully uh, get my way back out of here or toss my gear through the rock to a friend and uh, kill myself. <laughs> yep. I'm looking forward. I, I, I think they'll eventually get that fixed, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's been um, trapped in texture somewhere on the map. I think it was on your server. I actually got knocked through a wall into one of the houses uh, near the uh, near VMC, um, and there was people everywhere, and I couldn't get out of there. I couldn't work it out. I know people say you do that run thing and log off, and you'll keep them running out. I tried that. It didn't work. I tried sitting down and spinning and all that sort of stuff. So I just sat in there um, and just started firing shots off, and the amount of people who were running around searching for whoever was firing... Uh, I'm certain you've got a report of someone glitching or something like that because they never actually came into the house I was in, but they were aiming at it, they were looking at it, and yeah, in the end I just f 11 because I was stuck there. I got stuck at a rock for like four hours over in Novo. I got glitched into it, and I couldn't find a way to kill myself because I had nothing on me. Oh. So I just basically went to go got myself some lunch, came back, was even yellow hunger or yellow thirsty yet? Wow. 
yeah, I, I understand why you do need a weapon to um, F11, but um, perhaps until they fix that issue, they need to have some way of... I know you can do it with rags. I don't know how to do that. I see people do it. I don't know how they do it. Got me yeah, beat. I, I know how to do it. It's it's easier with a flare. Uh, I don't know what happened. I think sometime during point six through they were just like it just got harder. I guess. Yeah. But I don't like doing that unless it's like last case scenario. Big question: What are you guys most looking forward to in Daisy? And you can't just say point six three. The Mosk Plus. That I'm yeah. For. What did you think of the um, promo video uh, that I, uh, myself and uh, Septic Falcon actually uh, put out some more footage? Um, let's just say I may have bust. <laughs> oh, what about you, Ace? Excited for that what about me? What are you most looking forward to? Man, I don't know. Um, one of my favorite things about the mod was getting into a ground air fight with a helicopter with the Huey. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved fighting a helicopter, so that's probably what I'm looking forward to the most. And Doc? Oh, Recluse. Um, Sorry, Recluse? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to more interactions between the players, like dragging bodies, that yes. kind of stuff. Yeah. I loved in the mod when my friend would go down under fire and one of us would grab him by the back of his neck and drag his butt into cover so we could get him work on uh, patching his wounds, all that other stuff. And we don't have that now. It's more of you got to secure where your buddy's laying down because he ain't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see so many more things like that. Uh, I think I've had someone in one of my interviews in the past say they'd love to see hangings. So would I. I think that would just be amazing, particularly on the... The RP interaction style servers like yours, um, where you could hang someone and the body hangs around for half an hour or so, and um, just little things like that. Being able to drag someone, being able to you know, tie someone up and put them in the boot of a car. So many more um, interactive elements between characters that I hope to God they add. Shooting from cars, also. That's another thing I'm excited for. Yes. Drive by Central. Mm hmm. How many people would you guys like to see on your server? What, what sort of numbers um, will you guys be aiming for when they open it up? Um, I believe they're looking at about 100. What are you guys going to go with? We'll probably 100. go up to 100, yeah. Um, that, 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 that depends on how playable it is, like with the loot economy and uh, giving people a fair chance to get into the map and survive a little, you know? Yep. Um, but if it can support 100 people and it's uh, stable, yeah. You, know, heck you yeah. don't think it'll be too busy? The more the merrier. Chinaris is the actual dimensions of the map haven't gotten bigger, but there's more to it now. Yep. It can accommodate more. So I don't think it'll be too busy. I mean, we've had, I've had nights where with it at 60 out of 60 and, you know, not run into anybody. Exactly. So. I've had nights where it's two people on the server and somehow that one other person finds me to hold me up. Yeah, <laughs> that's, just, that's just always how it goes, isn't it? It is, it is. Um, I, I'm i really bad for it. I, um, I start running around and when I see no one, I just start thinking I'm the only person on the server and the next thing I'm being surrounded by people. <laughs> it's 
see my tactic is I literally run on any open road I can just to get any sort of interaction. Either way that it's a gunshot, someone running towards me. Because the moment I see them, more than likely they have to come out of the open as well. Yeah. Which gives me a chance to spot them before. Because they already see me, but that gives me more enough time to see them. Okay. We're now going to hit the, um, the intelligent questions, which is from the viewers. The very first question is from Jalon Plays the Games. Um, he says, this is a nice idea doing the interview on you guys, and he thanks me for doing it. He said, you'd like to hear more about the applications process. What's the funniest, weirdest application each admin has ever looked at? I had one that was a beautiful application. Everything was reading great. I was like, this guy could be a great thing. And then we got to our, our I guess you want to call it our miscellaneous question, which is anything more we need to know about you. And previously, this guy had given about two or three sentences for each question, really good detail on what he wanted. But then this one was a four-paragraph essay on why he doesn't like his girlfriend because she doesn't like him playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about this one. Like that. And I was just I was sitting there stunned. I was like, why would you put this in an application? This is oh like my god! You ran to your buddy over a beer about. <laughs> Oh, that's gold. That is gold. Oh, Ace, can you top that? My favorite ones are uh, are the ones in our mod mail, our old mod mail system for applications. Because every now and then, uh, you'll get one where somebody will respond, but like, you know, we sent them the questions to answer like two and a half years ago, and they'll write back, and it's just like a weird blast from the past. And it still happens, man. Yep. Uh, the last time, here's one from two years ago, where the guy uh, wrote back to us six months ago. Wow. It's just funny. What about you, Doc? I'd have to say for me, there was one I was looking through. I decided to look through his Steam profile, and he had a link to his Instagram, and I was kind of curious to see what type of stuff he might do. And let's just say there was so many different versions of him with mugshots, and he does not like police. Wow. I was like, that's a very interesting person right there. Spent more time in the jail than the server. Yep. <laughs> Some people do seem to forget um, about um, what sort of information you should be sharing um, on the internet about yourself. You wonder what happens when these people apply for jobs in the real world, don't you? Uh-huh. Okay, next question is from Ewok Luke. Hello, Boydy. Thanks for doing this. It's a very good idea. He wants to know, what was the most immersive moment you admins lived on the server? We'll start with you, Doc. It would have to be when I finally got to meet the cult. I was more or less in character, out of character, trying to help them film with Ron Fox for the uh, revival of Akeem. Mm -hmm. And I was told when I was going to be there that I was going to be basically like a journalist in the wild basically try to interact with the aborigines and it was interesting meeting them because they all hissed and growled at me the entire time meanwhile i'm trying to tell them hey look a little bit to your left i need a little bit of an angle that way and they complied i found it very hilarious but at the same time finally when we were doing the video it was really interesting just seeing how they basically came like almost like a hive mind it felt like that's some pretty full-on role play right there isn't it yes what about you, Recluse? Uh, mine was fairly recently. It was uh, I was on the server with a couple of guys from my group, Blackpaw, and uh, 
there's only like one or two other people just randomly out there. And one of them was from a rival faction named the CDF. And he ran up to me at the airfield and I was like, well, slow pop. I'll say hi to this guy, whatever. Just love no, I'm looting. And uh, he held me up, took me captive, started grilling me about who our spies were, what we knew, all sorts of stuff. And uh, I lost contact with my guys once he took my radio. And we proceeded to be... Uh, he tried to drag me all the way to his base. This is from the Northwest Airfield. He brought me all the way down to uh, Mista. And the whole way, my guys were hunting through the woods, trying to track us, find us. Uh, there's one instance where we were right behind what, um, one of my guys, and I yelled out to him and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh man, he he just he lost us. He heard me yell, but couldn't find where I yelled from. And they luckily found us right at the end when uh, I finally convinced my captor to let me drink from a well. And one of my guys had been waiting nearby to see if we hit that town. And it ended in a big old just burst of gunfire as the two of them uh, killed each other. <laughs> and I was sitting there handcuffed with zombies attacking me, trying to get free. Wow. Wow, I imagine that lasted quite some time as well. It it, it was because I was cuffed or tied up the whole way. It was almost a three-hour run to the to where we got to, as as they looked for us. Ace, what about you, buddy? Yeah, it's probably. <clears throat> I don't know if I could pick one, man. I've been around for a lot of really, uh, really uh, crazy moments. Um. I mean, one where a group betrayed the other half of the group uh, that caused I mean, a, a huge rift between a lot of the groups where people were picking one side or the other, uh, where one of our community factions split. Um, one, I mean, probably way too many to, to pick just one. I could, I, could, uh, I could go on stories and stories and stories about it. No, that's all right. Um, it's just great that you've had so many um, uh, experiences that it is difficult for you to choose, mate. And that's one of the things that I think people have got to realise is uh, a big draw for playing in communities like yours is that it does allow for more than just a plain old um, PvP, KOS, um, you know, good versus evil style um, interaction. It allows for something a bit more meaty, a bit more rewarding, if that's what you're after. There's nothing wrong with good versus evil if that's what you want to play. But for those who bemoan the fact that they're always just getting shot, maybe give a server like Doug a try. You don't have to roleplay. It's encouraged. Um, and they ask you to go along with people when um, it does um, uh, occur. Um, and I'm not a big role player myself, but um, I just go along with it. Um, and I usually find I actually enjoy it. Um, and it's actually caused me a little bit more to start dabbling into it a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's definitely one of the main reasons why I like playing on the, uh, Daisy Underground or the Village or you know servers like that, Daisy Down Under here in Australia. Okay. Demon Groover, what has happened to Shania Strazha? Demon Groover? That's uh, the person. I think he meets her clues. Oh, that was, that was a question from Demon Groover. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, no, Demon Groover is another like, old school member, dude. So, like, I thought you were mistaken recluse for somebody else. I'm sorry. No, no, no. He uh, wants to know what has happened to Shania Strazha? Shania Strazha responded to him. So, uh, 
They're still around. They're waiting mostly for 6-3 to come around before... Uh, Sorry, for, the, for those who there. don't know, what is Shania Straza? Uh, Shania Straza is... I believe the oldest faction still active in the community. Well, they were a faction in the community, but probably the oldest group that is still active next to the cult. Um, they were part uh, of the very they're... first event we ever had. Yeah. They're a paramilitary group uh, trying to return Trinaris to the glorious days of uh, communism. Yep. So, you know, a lot of fun, angry, drunken Russians. Recently, <laughs> they were... Uh... They were accepting people's applications for citizenship. Okay. Yes, and I know they're, they're doing were that right to, now, uh, yeah. We're able to get their citizen number IDs. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know how many citizens we've got right now. Well, we've got a, we've got a document that we're keeping track of. So, Voidy, yeah. anybody that's listening to this, if you meet Trinia Straza and they give you a citizenship number, write it down and keep it because you're going to be expected to know it later. When you're called on for conscription service in the army. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Write it down. Okay, Quartz Puffy Star comes in with, uh, again, saying it's a cool idea. What was the record with the number of applications sent by a single person? Oh, jeez. Oh, I, I don't know. It, 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 there was one kid um, <clears throat> uh, called Smart Player Z that would apply repeatedly. I mean, it got to the point like his applications were just were awful, and he seemed it seemed like he was really young, not like not a very mature person yet. His applications were pretty awful, so we kept denying him, and it would get to a point where he would annoy people on our staff, and then annoy our friends to bother us to help him get in. And you know, it ended badly with him, but uh, he probably sent the most. He also asked if you had all the tools in the world and anything could be configured as you wish. What would Daisy Underground look like? Oh man! Jeez, I mean, this this is one of those things we could probably sit here and talk about for for hours. I mean, yeah, there's there's tons of things I'd love to try and change about uh, about the game and about Doug. I mean, assuming when he means the tools, whatever tools we want. I mean, I imagine that's like modding, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Doug will turn to Minecraft. I, I would yeah, love essentially. A, a better set of admin tools for the server. I know that's been on our wish list on staff. Like what? Uh, I would love an actual set of any yes. set of admin tools from the devs. What what sort of tools like, would you be asking like, for? Like the uh, invisible camera so you can check out something without having to yes. log in, run your character Splendid all camera. the way over there to check something out. We just want to be able to check. Like, somebody reports a base that's completely blocked off, which is against our rules. Right now, our only option is is to have that person that reported it to record it, take photos, screenshots, that type of deal. Or for us to, if they didn't do that, to run all the way to where that camp was and check it out ourselves. Where if we had a camera, we could just log into, zoom straight there. Yep, it's blocked off. We'll do what we, we'll send somebody up to take it down, that type of deal. Mm -hmm. Just make, make the smaller things you have to investigate in game easier to do so. I know some people will um, you know, sit there and go, yeah, but that's ripe for abuse. Um, the, the comeback I have to that is, well, yes, it is, but that's why you need to pick smart communities. Um, there are douchebag yeah, communities. Right. They're the sort who restart when an admin gets killed and stuff like that. And then there are more reputable communities, and you get to know what those are, um, where they don't do shit like that, where they use the tools responsibly. So 
Yes, it's going to be abused by some people. Just don't play on those servers. Vote with your feet. Vote with your mouse, I should say. And just don't log into those servers. Log into the ones which are more reputable. And besides any admin tools and stuff, I'd love us to be able to... If, if somebody's doing something with their harp role play or something else, a story that's being told that having an item or being like if somebody's living in a house and their character gets executed and they people want to burn that house down we could replace the house with a burnt down structure type deal mm -hmm. do something to give a feel of permanence to all the role play actions we've had in the game where something happens at a location and it almost be able to mark it show that people have been there and it's been something that's been like St. Joe's has been constantly built up, torn down as an aid station. Be able to mod in a sign up there that's like um, St. Joe's aid station to be able to place on the side of a building near there. So, yeah. You know that what place I mean? needs uh, the floors and about waist high up the walls to have a thin hue of like blood red on them. Uh -huh. <laughs> but yeah, something like the Eden Editor... And DayZ would be amazing, especially for events. If we need to like, build something like an arena or something like that, we could do that real quick, load up a server file, and we're good. Like how back in armor would be. Okay. That was the great thing about toying around with uh, like the mod. Um, I had a mod server at one point, so I got, I got to play around with... Uh, you know, you have all the tools that you had for doing any work in Arma 2. You could use it for you know, your DayZ mod server. So it was easy for us to build extra bases or uh, uh, make a script that we could toss on the server and boom, it'll spawn a bunch of trucks in one spot and we'll have ourselves a cannonball run race and, you know, mm -hmm. being able to manipulate it and do kooky stuff like that. Those were always the best uh, times on that old mod server. Yeah, but with all the, the other the stuff we'd want to be able to do with building such and stuff and such, I hope they make it secure. Because if you guys remember the old thumb, Thunderdome hack, yeah, that's that was the price we paid to play the mod, dude. Was we had custom uh, unlimited custom ability customization, uh, but you know the trade off was script kitties also had unlimited customization. So, mm. but it, they were mostly good times. Okay, Lexan Texan comes in with a question. Speaking of grilling, how do you like your people? Well done. Very first time I was asked that question, I gave this answer. I'll give it again now. Raw. <laughs> um, he does say, this is more of a comment, and I'll get you, all, uh, you guys' feedback from it. He uh, said, it sounds like a totally awesome idea, though, doing this interview. He said, Doug could use a little kick in the rear in terms of bringing the popularity back up. What say you? I, we, it's something that's been said before on the staff team whenever somebody brings it up internally is we will never lower our standards just to make sure there's more players on the server. Yep. Um, we feel that every time we've seen a patch drop in the past four years, we've seen it pop back up to where I think 6-2 we had a queue of 30-something people for almost a week. And I, I expect we'll see something similar again when 6.3 drops. So it's not, I'm not worried about getting the popularity back up there. Word, word of mouth, sorry, spread us. Uh, and we, it's a lull. Everybody's feeling a little low. Yep. There's the favorite server of the week that will always have high pop or something. But it, it goes in cycles. Okay. And I, I totally agree with you guys on that. Um, 
Yeah, your, your the community is what it is because of um, the selection process you've had. Yes, um, you know, when it's whitelisted um, at the moment, um, sometimes it can even be on low pop, um, but it's whitelisted for a reason. And those who um, are into the role play side of things stick around because you still do the whitelisted uh, periods. I know it's frustrating for others who aren't whitelisted, um, but it is what it is. Um, you guys pay the bills on the community. Um, so they don't like it, they can go elsewhere. Well, I mean, when you say that we pay the bills, Daisy Underground runs entirely on donations. So really, these guys pay the bills. But and the that's what I mean uh, when I said that. Keep whitelist on. That oh, it's okay. most likely it's your role players and so on who are paying the bills. I mean, honestly, the best advice I can give to anybody applying would be to to make sure that you're answering all the questions. There's a two-part one that people keep forgetting the second part of. And make sure you're answering them with something more, more feeling. What what? Don't just say, I love how unpredictable it is. Tell me why that yeah, Don't simplify your answers. Makes, yeah, yeah. Take everything you want to answer and expand on it a little bit. Yep. A simple answer will get your idea across, but it doesn't tell me much about how you think as a person, how you feel about something. Okay, Zanax comes in. Um, we've answered the first two. How did the server get started? Um, or really, I don't know if we answered this one. Was there a precursor to the Daisy standalone server? No, no, there wasn't. Uh, we, well, maybe the the pre-alpha testers <laughs> had yep. that. But, yeah, uh, I think the the crawling zombie club had a um, had a mod server at some point. But yep. it wasn't called Daisy Underground. Really wouldn't be fair to call it our precursor. Other than those guys set it up and now we run yeah. in their legacy. He also says, I've never seen as much effort put into roleplay outside of pen and paper games as I've seen on Doug. Was something required to foster the roleplay environment on Doug? Now you sort of touched on it, it became organic. So can you expand on it a little bit more about how it started? Yeah, we... So one of our first actual event events, not just a, hey, let's all get together thing, was a, a capture the scientist event where the scientist was being escorted down the, from outside the country to investigate the infection. And the, the admins who had set this up had, had some vague blurb about how he'll have some information that you guys might find valuable. So every group, like clan and such, were working together to try to capture this guy from each other and at the time i was part of the giant factionless wanderers group which was everybody that wasn't part of a group and so our, our goal was to just try to get him and i know just about everybody in that group had their own idea of what to do with this scientist and from there it kind of just became more rp focused i think the cult came in eventually and it just slowly bit by bit by bit people started writing stories on the sub about what they were doing and putting more of a flair on things, explaining more of their character motivations. And it just, I still don't know how the hell we captured that, how we got that to work, but we did. And that's probably something that we need to expand on for those who are, who are interested in the role play side of um, Daisy Underground. Um, I dabble into looking at the subreddit but for those who are more into it, those who want a more meaty background story, who want more, um, in, what's the word? Um, 
they want to be more involved, um, invested. That's the word I'm looking for. They want to be more invested. They need to be going to the subreddit regularly because there are some amazing stories and videos posted on there by members of the community, which will come to, don't go into anyone now because there's a question um, uh, from someone, uh, the next question I'm going to be asking actually um, about that side of it. But you definitely need to be checking the subreddit more because there's a lot of detail put into some of the entries in there. You know, we're actually working on uh, sharing a lot of that stuff onto our website. Good. Um, yes. Through our Twitter account. And what's the website address? Uh, it should be daisyunderground.com, right? There we I go. Believe. Okay, the next question thing. is from um, My Guardian Angel, Humble Atomic Bohemian. Um, I'll put a link to the video. This all occurred on the um, Daisy Underground server, but uh, he saved my ass one day, and uh, I'm forever grateful of it. Um, but he has, he has two questions, a serious multi-part question and a goofy question for good measure. The serious question. A big draw to this community is the incredible content we have here on the subreddit, as we were just discussing, a lot of which stories written by our community members. Let's exclude those fabulous stories and focus on video content for a second, though. Cinematography, editing, music, sound, acting, and characterization can all be used to tell a great story. No story is too mundane or action-packed. No story too short-lived or drawn out. Who would you say, and I'll ask you each for one, who would you say are the top three role players in the Daisy Underground community, and do you have any examples of a video of said person's content? We'll start with you, Doc. Oh, give me a second, because I can tell you my number one right now, and I'll, mainly because of what he's done in terms of, I'd have to say audio logs, the best way I could put it, would be yep. Tex Rockwolf. Tex Rockwolf. Yes, he's a firekeeper, or as now it would be Warden, as they have combined other groups together. But this guy's been around for a long time, and he mainly has done, back in the day at least, he did audio logs of experiences he's, he's dealt with, or he just wants to tell the people of Trenaris to still be hopeful. He is more of a religious-type person in character, and likes to spread faith. Okay. Ice? Okay, uh... Another one of our moderators, uh, a purple manatee. Uh, and most everybody knows him as Yari. Um, the guy, he's, uh, he's, he's, he has a way of building characters that are just, uh, it's the, I'm struggling to find a word now. They're relatable. I mean, they're, and they're likable and they're unique. I mean, every single thing he does is completely unique. Um, each time he does it. Uh, the character that got him well-known in the community was uh, Friar Joseph, and that's where the St. Joseph's Barn comes from. And it's had such an impact that people still maintain it to this day, even though now it's, what, at least a year and a half to two years after he stopped doing it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we've seen it pop up in the Daisy, the main Daisy sub a bunch of times where people found it or heard about it uh, or wrote about defending it. Um, it is. Even people like myself who dabble in the RP side know St. Joseph's. Everyone knows it. Yeah. Yeah, everyone knows that that's where you can go. So, like, it's, uh, he's, he's one of my favorites. And what about you, Recluse? Who's your uh, top role player? Honestly, I'm not sure who they were, but one of the cult, just the, the content they made, the stuff they did, um, by, by the name of the Minotaur, 
his role playing game was phenomenal. It was it was always it he was a cultist that left the cult and and wanted to be human again, so to speak. Wanted to be part of a normal group of people, and the way that guy role played through everything and his character's actions after uh, his his the his his uh, I'm not sure what, girlfriend the love of his life type deal um, was killed in the in a big event supposedly um, somebody shot her thought she was dead type deal and the stuff that came after that and the stuff surrounding how he did his character was just phenomenal it made me me want to be a better role player to be as good as that guy have any celebrities or famous people ever applied or been accepted that you know of and i don't count uh, oh, i was about to say boydy <laughs> not that we know of not that we're aware of and if any have i don't blame them for not making anybody aware of it yeah I imagine that would just be hell. Uh, I did get followed by Tezante on Twitter. I, I don't know what no that idea means, who that is. Chocolate rain, you know, yeah. Oh. No. Well, <laughs> I'll give you a link to it so you can add that to, <laughs> to your description of the, of the stuff in yeah. this video. <laughs> I'm old. I don't know this stuff. That's an old yeah. one. Too, I guess because they're real popular now on other subreddits. But um, cleanup guy um, was is mm -hmm. from Doug back in the day. Yep. Yeah, we've had uh, a number of streamers, at least, you know, and some some known, well-known YouTubers come around. Um, but I don't know if we call them traditional like celebrities. I I mean, Hicks has hung around a couple times on the server. Mm hmm So I guess he would be the most famous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Okay, now we have a question uh, from one of you guys, Doctor Desync. He wants to know, will we see anything become a part of the server once modding is added to the game? Yes, desync, we will. Um, I don't know what it's going to be yet, which you, I think you've been around for us having this conversation a couple of times now, just as a team. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we'll have some sort of process where community members can ask for certain mods to be added, even if they've created them themselves. And if it's yeah. something that works, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be no problem adding quite a few things there's a couple of oh, little gosh. things that we're in, that we would like to do like uh it was mentioned earlier something that makes the terrain that's like chinaris is a lived in area already and you know it's a populated area that's in ruins but it's still being lived in so something that um shows some of the history yeah uh, whether that's you know a group's tag spray painted on a wall there permanently or you know, uh, changes to some of the buildings. Um, I like uh, for Arma 3, there, uh, there's a great uh, communications mod called Task Force Radio that I would love for us to try that uh, completely takes all of the in-game VoIP out of the game and runs it through TeamSpeak, Mim mimics a very realistic radio environment. I mean, it's it's just a beautiful, uh, beautiful plugin. They, they need to come up with some sort of um, log, some sort of way of registering who makes what changes particularly if you are looking at stuff like graffiti or something like that because inevitably even on your server you're going to have either racist sexist abusive um, bullying sort of stuff written so i i fully want it i'd love to be able to write stuff on the whiteboards in the classrooms in the schools and stuff like that but they've got to come up with a way that logs who does what right. i'm not sure well, how they can do that um 
hopefully what well, I think our idea for that is uh that it's a piece of art that we mod in. So like yep. it would be like, you know, if we're gonna say, Hey, your group's been in this area for a while, what do you want to put up a tag or a symbol or something on a building and then have you know maybe Dr. D Sync here design it mm-hmm. or one of the other brilliant artists that we have design mm-hmm. it and then create it as an asset that we specifically add in. The I don't A3 know. Three editor we'll already have, has like... some of that type of stuff. Like there are some spray paint type things that say like "stop killing people," or there'll be like a peace sign, all that type of stuff. You can just like throw it on the side of a building, make sure it's not simulated so it doesn't like fall off. And there you go. Yeah, yeah. That'd be kind of funny to see <laughs> freaking graffiti fall under the ground. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question is from the Fucknards. I love that name. That's the Fucknards. That's pretty cool. It's George loves, I think. What has been the best event on Doug? The the biggest event was probably a cult event. That's where we maxed. Uh, we had like a what uh, an eighty or hundred slots uh, Teamspeak server, and we maxed it out. Um, yeah, we had to we ask had people so many... to uh, log off once they'd been killed, and log off the Teamspeak so somebody else could get in. Yeah, it, it got it was nuts, dude. It was way the the turnout was ten times higher than we expected. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we had not nearly enough stuff for everybody. Um, so that was probably like in terms of just size, of, like number of people that showed up and tried to participate. That was probably the biggest. That was the Scarlet event, correct? Yeah, that was the uh, okay <laughs> the Holocaust event. Uh, Rise Sand comes in with feels... a question for all the admins: Do you like ketchup? I'm a mayo guy myself. There. There's so many better sauces. <laughs> ketchup is like a child's condiment, man. I'm, I'm more a barbecue sauce, man, or Worcestershire sauce, if you yeah. know what that is. Mm. Love me some Worcestershire sauce on baked beans and eggs. Actually, I have to change my thing. Thousand Island sauce. Thousand <laughs> Island sauce? Yeah, yeah. In and out. Oh, it's so good. Okay, Judge Ned wants to know, and I'm wondering whether he's putting his hand up to be this person. Is there a Doug historian to record why Faction X is pissed with Faction Y, etc.? If there is or was, it was Yari at one point. Yeah. Uh, he created a... Um, uh, he, he, he tried to create and manage a timeline project where he has a timeline, I believe, in Google Docs um, that links directly to uh, topics in the subreddit So to try to manage history. Um, because Reddit is just Reddit sucks, you know, for managing history. But it's such a huge undertaking that uh, I know it doesn't get nearly enough attention. I think the second best thing we have is our faction map that gets updated every once in a while, like every mm-hmm. couple months, to see like there's not much in terms of story, but you can see like the dynamic, how it changes people's uh, the borders will of course increase, decrease. That's how a faction map works. We'd also see new groups arise, and some may even fall. Okay. Barely infected. Good old Renee, a stalwart of the Daisy uh, content creation community, and not just content creation, but Daisy in itself. Uh, first of all, keep up the good work. He says Daisy Underground is one of the servers I have lived the coolest adventures on. But he has a couple of questions for you, and I do love this first one because if you have read um, uh, on the subreddit and um, even in Daisy Reddit and even just spoken to people, you hear this a lot. The application process has been the subject of a lot of debates. I've had groups come to me and tell me that four out of five have been accepted, but the fifth one not, so they can't play on the server while whitelisted. 
What is your response to that? Because that seems like a shame. Are you going to improve that in the future? Now, remember, we're specifically talking about when you've got a group of people applying here, not individuals. My philosophy on it has been and always will be that we don't accept groups. We accept individuals. Um, and when you're applying, dude, you're not applying to be on a whitelist. You're applying to participate in the community. And that's what we want, you know, doesn't matter if you've got a group of 25 people that you want to bring in or if you're a learner everybody's chances of getting in are the same you're all judged by the same uh set of standards and you know some people aren't going to put in the effort that it takes to get in and we're going to accept the ones that do that we think want to be part of the, uh, the community so we sort of touched on it before on it's important that they put a lot of time and effort into their applications and not just Dot the I's and cross the T's. Um, if they don't put the work in, more than likely they're not going to be accepted. I would love to accept that, a lot of people. On top of that, I see a lot of them where their expectations or their ideas of what the server is or what we do on it are so far from what we actually have. It makes me wonder where they're finding out about us. Um, if, if I'd suggest you, that anybody wanted to apply, go to the website read some of the stuff, find some of the videos online from our content creators about what goes on on the server. Because I've had some people think that we're almost a uh, Daisy RP type server where nobody's allowed to shoot each other until they've talked. And we, we encourage every kind of play style, be it if you're going to sit on a mountaintop and shoot everybody that passes by or sit there with a bunch of steak on the side of the road handing it out. Mm -hmm. Now, he also says he's personally played on the server um, a lot, and while he's had some interaction with the factions, it has always been fairly limited. He assumes his European time zone isn't ideal for that, but still, I've been meeting lots of people, just not so much faction people. Any idea how I can improve that? Well, I mean, if he's not meeting... If, if he means, like, now, like, recently, then it's just the lull, I'm sure, that there's just not enough people around. If he means, like, back in the day... You know, sometimes you can go to a place where a faction claims that they hang out a lot and you don't see them there because they're off assisting another group or participating in something somewhere else on the map, you know. I mean, that's a lot a, of it, that's I a, think, comes down to bad luck. Yeah. yeah, that's a problem for some of our groups, too, is if, hey, I'm trying to find this group to try to either to uh, talk to this guy, send a message. It's It's hard tracking somebody down in the apocalypse sometimes. That, too. Also, Renee, barely infected, also one of the old school Doug members, and we love him. He's amazing. I've got so much time for him and um, FT and the Running Man, uh, three of the gods of DayZ for me. Um, yeah, they're up there with Mr. Moon and um, uh, Frankie and, oh, Jesus, we got one. Oh, ah, Mr. Blackout. Um, for some oh, of the best him. interaction um, stuff I've ever seen. Amazing, amazing stuff. I, I hope those three can start playing together more once point six three hits, um, yes. that being FT, Renee, and the Running Mans, because they're amazing when they're together. There's just such a good vibe. I got to meet Mr. Moon at one of our one of the developer events at uh, Scalisti Island. Yes, that An was a great event, person, that one, wasn't including it? Including Vertigo. Oh, such amazing people. Yeah, he's he's... It, and that's a lot of people um i know we're digressing the spotlight's on you guys and i've already done a spotlight on mr moon but i want to remind people that even though he's not playing it 
I can understand why he's not playing it because it's just hard for him with the sort of gameplay he has and Grand Theft Auto is making it so much easier for him. But he hasn't abandoned the game. He's still interested in it. Um, he's been attending dev events and so on. So give the guy a break. Um, he'll be back and he'll be bigger than ever. Now, he also wants to know um, what the most successful event you guys have held and how often you do events. Fight oh. nights most recently yeah. were some of our most successful ones. It, it, everybody there was could apply to be a to have a contestant from their group. Or I think it was one or two who would in a boxing bare knuckle boxing matches, yep. and they had a series of them, and they would it would always be in a different location every time. And I think we didn't have any problems till the the last one, and then we they rescheduled it to do it again. Yes. But it, it it was a lot of fun. And it was very interesting. Just they had the boxing commentary. How this guy's got a lot better te technique, and this guy yep. takes a lot better of a punch. Love it. Uh, here, just recently... a crowd of a bunch of assholes just screaming yep. at each other and talking shit and betting, and it, it's like it was like kind of like being in a, a uh, an apocalyptic speakeasy. Man, it was nuts. Uh, from what I can tell, two weeks ago, exactly, we just had an event called King of the Hill at Green Mountain. We had, I think, it was six to seven different teams try to hold Green Mountain, and the first people who came in were Guardians, and they successfully held it the entire time. Good on them. And Tony, our next member of the Guardians? Yes. Epic dude killed seven people during that event. Uh, our next event is going to be called Airfield Rumble. That is on April 14th. If you are a member of the R whitelist on the subreddit also, please be sure to sign up. We still have opening slots. I believe, he, I believe he's only minutes. had half of the slots. So Tell us about the event. What's, 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 is it a team thing? Is it individual? or? Uh, when you sign up, it's not gonna, it's going to be a random team event. Basically, once you sign up, you're going to be put into a random group. And yep. it's going to be premised of uh, 12 people to a group. And I believe it's up to four groups or five groups. Do they have, are they kitted already or do they have to get geared there? Uh, they bring their own gear. Yep. Up to them. Because a lot of people always seem to always bring their gear regardless. Mm hmm. It's just easier when you're planning an event to not have to plan to have 50 guns laying around. I might check the uh, time uh, thing and sign up for it because I've got a very geared guy that I'm almost too scared to play with. I'm getting a little bit of gear fear. Yes, at 2,000 plus hours, I shouldn't have gear fear. <laughs> Um, but I have had a bit of gear fear, so maybe um, I come and play in that, and then I can lose my gear fear when I die at the beginning. Because I will be streaming it at that time, so yep. check twitch.tv forward slash Desync if you cannot attend. If you'd like to still watch it, you can watch it there. Man, you see why we like this guy? That fucking that professional event plug? I, I, don't, I need to get you to record an intro for me. I always feel like I'm an absolute tosser when I'm doing my intro to start these interviews. No, I thought you hit it really well, dude. <laughs> You're too polite. Okay, speaking of polite, and that was not a good segue into this next question. Too bad for you comes in with um, a bit of a rant, a bit of a question. So I'll read the whole lot because he's not disrespectful really in this. So, okay. Pointless asking questions if only those who are allowed in the little tree fort can see the answers. But I'll ask a question slash rant slash long-witted that you don't want to know the answer to. Is Doug a testament of how bad the devs, edit the shot callers, vision of gameplay is and the fact is there isn't any other, anything other than loot and shoot? 
I think is Stage Underground what? It, it's so now outside of the, Doug is great because RP and that gives people something to do and it's kept a lot of people around that normally might not have stuck around with Daisy, yep. but it's any game if you play it for two thousand hours or however long it takes for you as a person is eventually going to get boring. I mean, I I love. Loved Red Alert back in the day, but I don't really play it anymore because I got my fill of it. And it that that'll happen with any game. I don't think it's a downfall or a bad thing of any kind of developer that people eventually stop playing their game. He expands on it a bit more as well, and he says, "Yeah, Doug has given players what they crave for—a role to play, sense of achievement, quests, and goals." Um, it's not just Daisy devs that have uh, not only missed the boat but can't even find the dock. It's also Armor Three devs. Um, as we can see, the number one game mode is RPG, and yet Bohemia Interactive Studios has a what they call an incubator program where there is another shooter in the works. Hello, Dwarden, RGP, Survival Sandbox. Um, he says, given what I've said above, when modding comes, what are your plans or what are you going to implement when you have the tools to do so? Faction, humanities, systems, safe zones, using scripts to kick griefers from the server be on the drawing board, a game mode similar to Armour 3 Life servers, or like one of the other servers that we are not allowed to talk to, uh, sorry, talk about, well, no, we talk about it, um, I don't agree with it, but 420. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Our whole deal is keeping things natural and organic. Anything anything like a, an extra script that runs, that tracks you in some way, that like tallies uh, kills or... Like the back in the mod, you had the debug window that showed you how many people you killed, whether your humanity was, yeah. how much blood you had. You know, like, that to me, that's that detracts. I looked for the servers that didn't have that. Yeah. So I think when it comes time to add to modify the game and um, change things, I think the things we're going to look to add or change will be anything that makes it feel more organic. Anything that feels natural, something that looks and feels, um, I don't want to, something that doesn't needlessly complicate uh, the experience. We're, we're not going to have wild unicorns that poop rainbow grenades. Yeah, yeah there's I mean, nothing. Yeah. I mean, the only time I'd ever want to save zone is if it's during an event, and that's it. And that's even like drawing the line depending on what's the event's even going to be about. I hate yeah, um, so yeah, safe zones. Sorry. Like, um, as yeah, much as I love Gents of Novo, um, I hated the fact that Novo was um, a safe zone um, that was enforced by if someone had video of you killing someone there, then you were banned from the server. Um, I, I firmly believe if someone wants to declare a safe zone, then they can enforce it in game. Um, you know, like uh, the UN do with um, Novaya Petrovka, um, which causes so many dramas, but I love the fact that it does. Um, you know, I've been told myself, don't ever walk with a gun out in Novaya Petrovka. Um, the UN don't like it. I always do when I go through there. I'm yet to be pinged by them. Um, but, yeah, you've got to enforce that stuff in-game. You can't just have a blanket rule of, yeah, right. I don't like that. And, you know, I don't I don't blame people for that enjoy playing that way either. Like, no. if that's what you enjoy, that's what you enjoy. That's just, no. that's not what Doug's about. That's yep. not what I signed up to be an admin here to provide. And what I think too bad for you is forgetting is that Daisy's not finished yet. He mentions Armor Life. Armor Life was a mod of Daisy. Um, or oh, sorry, Armor, Armor, Life. Armor Three Life is uh, a mod of Armor Three. That game's finished. Yeah. Not the greatest um, from what you hear from a lot of people, and that's why they're all excited about the Daisy engine being brought over to an Armor. 
um, but that was a mod. And once Daisy's finished, there's going to be mods to cater to everyone's taste. If you want the tower in the sky, bloody buildings, I'm certain someone will develop a mod that will do that. Vanilla won't, um, but and I don't think you guys will, uh, but there'll be a mod to cater to everyone's taste. If you want safe zones that are enforced by scripts in the game, there'll be that. Um, if you want the pure vanilla experience, there'll be that as well. Exactly. Our, I'm, I'm more interested in having a hardcore, difficult experience. Yeah. Um, so I think you know. if people are playing DayZ right now, there's always going to be a community that is interested in something like that. Yep. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with it. Dude, my Daisy mod server was uh, Daisy. Uh, what the hell was what the, what was it called? Overwatch. So like that was all about extra militarization, dude. We added extra military bases, like huge military bases on the map. Mm -hmm. Our our mod server was a run and gun server. But I used to, and I believe it's still open. US thirty four eighty was the server I always played on for the vanilla experience, and I believe they're still open. Yep. Um. So, you know, me, that was, was my favorite. I wasn't interested in the overpock type side of things, but I did also play A3L and ALRP, and I still have more or less PTSD dealing with those type of servers. <laughs> that depends. See, those depend on the community you get into. Yep. Shout out to City Life RPG. They're the best. Some do it good, <laughs> but then some not as much. Again, vote with your mouse. If you don't like what right. they're doing, go somewhere else. Yep. Exactly. We're not going to appeal to everybody. And. That's something we have to accept. Not everybody wants to join us. Yeah. Not everybody that does join us is going to want to stick around after they do. But, you know, your thing is out there, and there's like-minded people like us out there, too. Okay. Tom Briz comes in asking, how many approved applications are there at um, Doug, and how many are playing on a regular basis? Oh, jeez. Right how, like, how many applications see. we're getting right now? How many applications do you have approved? So how many people are whitelisted? Um, and how many people are playing on average at the moment? What, wasn't our count over 5,000 last you checked of people who are I can on the I can list? check the master whitelist right now. Uno momento, por favor. Should we say how but, many people are already subscribed second. to the subreddit? <laughs> I mean, that, that would be a better accurate count of who's actually yeah, as of right, part of the as community. As of right now, subscribed to the, our subreddit would be 2,952 members. Okay. That is extremely low. Uh, that's less than half, I believe, of the number of actual people we have in the community. Um, yeah, subscribe wait, just means they click the button on the sidebar. A lot of people yeah. don't. Um, there are some people who just make Reddit accounts just to make it, just to apply. Mm. Right. Let me see here. Config. Uh, well, 5,273 lines on our whitelist. So every single, almost every single one of those has a Reddit account attached to it and a unique player behind it. And when you whitelisted, how many accounts, people are actually playing? That's pretty close. When we whitelist, how many people? Not very many. But it's also we're also in the bit deepest, darkest lull that the yeah. game has been through. So, what do you honestly expect is going to happen when point six three comes? And they've talked about allowing um, communities like yourself to go to the experimental files after the initial stress testing and that, uh, which I imagine you'll probably jump at the chance to. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think you're going to see a shit ton of people? Oh yeah, I think we will Just for like a little while at least. Yep. Just like 6-2, I'm queue. sure there'll be a humongous queue to get in on the popular nights Yep. for a I'm good while. A before I can get to the server. Basically, I'm going to connect, yeah. go take a four-hour nap, and I should be about two in queue by then. <laughs> 
I don't know how long it'll last, but I think it, I think we'll see a big resurgence, and then uh, it'll probably mellow out again. significantly again. But yeah. I know we say because like the initial the six three. Yeah. Yeah, EU server. Once this drops, that way we have somewhere for all our uh, overseas friends to join and play without the worries. That would of be nice. Well, that leads into we're into the final questions now, gentlemen. Um, these are the questions that I've come up with that I felt weren't addressed so much by um, other people in here. Funny you mentioned Doug EU because I want to know what the fuck happened. If you've read the subreddit. There were some pretty wild accusations being made against people, to people, by people. Clear it up now from your perspective. What the fuck happened? Uh, it's still more or less it was a touchy subject. Kind of. It is kind of touchy. I mean, it's... Uh, I can speak from my own perspective, and I'm not going to speak for anybody else. I think it was a failure on not just our side, but on... Partially, in part, on the community for not really embracing it. They had a small community forming there, but the greater Doug community didn't embrace it. But I don't blame them because most of them have everything that they're doing on the U.S. server. So we can't force them to play on an EU server. Um, the EU server was supposed to be Doug, too, and it it didn't come about the same way that... You know, the U.S. server did. Didn't get to incubate the way the U.S. server did. Uh, so I think that was a part of the failure. Um, and I think it just... I, don't, I think it wasn't a good business deal for uh, for anybody involved, really. Yeah. It was, I think it was a good experiment for us. I'm happy we tried it, but I don't think it was a good deal, really, for anybody. It... How do I put this? I, th I think part... Part of the secret sauce that we were able to make Doug out of was the fact it started incredibly small to begin. I think we had like 80 people in the very first group, somewhere around that right. number. EU, we opened up, and there's there's already thousands of people interested in it. Thousands of people already part of the community to do that type deal. So it it immediately was... God, I don't know how to put that. It just, it we, we can never replicate the same sauce we got for Doug, but we can try to do stuff to get the others working the way we would like to see stuff start to to get along the same flow. And I don't think that EU we were able to get pull it off. We weren't able to find the right combination of stuff to get the role play and the interactions and people wanting to place the server for that stuff off the ground. Why do you think the village was able to succeed where you guys weren't in the EU? The village has a very different feel to it, to be honest. Our, our Doug one, the village. Well, I couldn't agree more with you on that as that well. We're, that we're trying to build the, the the huge the village to begin with, I think, and Doug, we never really. I don't think we even considered trying an effort like that. We had a couple groups that were just the roaming. We've got our own base type stuff, but not a huge community center which it might be something interesting to try the next time we try dougie U. the village i i love how they've been able to pull off what they've done yeah and i asked the question not because um uh you know being negative in that well the village has done it where you guys hit but you answered it the way i would have come in with at the end in that they're very different for one um you can't use TeamSpeak or discord on the village it's banned that's about the only rule they have 
Um, whereas with you guys, you actually encourage people to come in and join your team speak and have dedicated channels set up for people. Um, so that's a very big difference. A lot of people might not realize it, but that is a massive difference in the way that you can play on the server. Um, that even if you're teaming up with someone who you have TeamSpeak with, you can't use it. Uh, you have to be using in-game chat. Um, so that creates a whole new dynamic to the game. Yeah, I think a lot of the reason why TeamSpeak's also kind of bigger for us than it would be on the Village is we like it where if somebody has an interaction on the server, wants to write about it, do a video about it, they can talk to that, they can find that other person that TeamSpeak most of the time, talk to them, plan it out, say, hey, this is what I'd like to do. Are you cool with it? Where the village, it's all in game, and it could it can be kind of challenging sometimes to find that other person. And say, hey man, yeah, what's going on? <laughs> yep. You mentioned challenges. What is the biggest challenge for Doug in the future that you guys see? We are. I, I'm not sure if I can actually say talk about it much, but we we want to improve our application system and send out the decline messages all that and doing an automation for that on our side is going to be an interesting challenge to do with how many we get so you guys don't send um, decline notices at the moment no not at the moment we don't oh that's a very interesting thing um can you explain more about that process because i'm certain those people who are watching this who've got an application um, and are waiting on a response would like to know about this right now it it varies with how many we get right now i think the turnaround is about a week or two from being a, a looked at approved and whitelisted um occasionally it could be short shorter if we got a, the stars aligned so to speak <laughs> we can get somebody white approved and whitelisted in about an hour i think is the fastest i've seen it done but um most of the time if you haven't heard back in about a week or two it just look at your last application think about try to make it a little bit better see to me that's always like uh what we i was at least told back in the day was if you don't hear within a week we recommend reapplying okay so the, yeah that's and you guys have acknowledged that's definitely something you need to work on because that does leave a lot of people um in the lurch as to wondering particularly if their friends being approved and so on you know if they don't know they don't know where they've gone wrong there's no feedback given on their application so if you guys can improve that process, I'm certain that will be appreciated by all and sundry. Uh, it's probably the number one complaint we get. Yeah. And it's a justifiable complaint. Absolutely. But uh, other than that, the challenges I see is is what hap if we continue to grow, what happens if we get too big to keep the server? Well, not keep this, but... Uh, be able to fit on just the server and we would we need to do another us one or do we want to redo eu um if if god forbid six three and the rest of the daisy development doesn't pan out the way we're hoping and it just kind of lingers almost in the same state we've had it but a little bit better engine whatever would we still be able to hold on and keep together uh, a, a lot of our futures in question on how Daisy finishes up. Will we ever get the modding tools? Will we get the admin tools we want? Sure it's a million files. and one questions that we cannot know the answer to right now. <laughs> yeah, that sort of ties in with this um, next uh, question. What, if any, advice from a community perspective, not a um, individual player perspective, but from the perspective of managers of a large community, 
would you give to the dev team if they happen to watch this interview? Listen, like, we can be hard on them and we can be very judgmental uh, and impatient and, uh, you know, we don't mean to be, but, you know, we're just, we're, we do it. You guys have a difficult job and we have a difficult job and uh, we can make each other's jobs easier. You know, I wanna, I actually, I want to change tack here work. slightly. You, you call Mostly. it a job. Now, there's something... I remember what I asked this the first time I interviewed you. So for those who don't know, we're actually redoing this interview because me being the awesome content creator that I am, didn't have my mic turned on. How much do you guys get it's paid for being it. admins? Oh, dude, you know, I bought a house. I got 70 grand at the bank. Um, Currently, I'm getting, a new uh, admin, so I'm still only getting paid in hate mail. <laughs> Pretty much. Jokes aside, Ace, Nothing. how much do you get paid? paid? In a private TeamSpeak channel where I hide all the time. So, jokes aside, how much do you get paid, mate? Do you make anything out of this? No. How much have you spent? Of course not. How, how much? How much have I spent on Doug? Or, or... yep. Oh, God, who knows, man? Rough estimate. I could probably roughly uh, several hundred dollars. Easy. Um, easily, yeah. But you know, that was that was in you know bad times, and we're not in bad like dire straits right now. So I don't have to, which yeah. is nice. You know, it's really great that we have great people supporting it. But you know, if I have to, I will. Uh, Shinard probably got the worst of it because the server we're on now used to be his personal server, and um, he donated it to the community for months on end to help us get started and yeah. stay alive back in the early days. That was bearing the whole cost of the server himself. And that's what God a lot of people need to remember spent. is you guys invest a lot of not just money but time and effort into keeping these um, communities going. Um, which kind of leads me to my next uh, question. Now, if you've got any um, presence at all on Reddit or on Twitter or even just talking to people in TeamSpeaks, no doubt you've all heard about Gents of Novo server going under. Is Doug US in any danger of falling away like Blue Waffle as well is another one that's um, gone from Daisy? Um, yeah, Jensen Novo, like I mentioned. Are you guys in any danger? No. None. If, right, if right now, we stop getting... It's... Go ahead, Ace. Sorry. Say so right now we're uh, at least secure for this year. Yep. Um, and probably a good portion of next year. Just by the trend that we're on. So. If it ever got to the point, I know that if we weren't getting the donations, and I know just about anybody on the staff team would be willing to to put a good chunk of money towards getting the server to keep going. Mm -hmm. There's senior community members that have been here forever that I know would, if they heard that we wouldn't be able to be open next month, to be like, hey, I got the entire next month on you type stuff. I, I don't think Doug is in any danger. We've got a solid community that wants to stick together. Why should people come and play on Daisy Underground? Because it, it's an experience you might not find elsewhere. I mean, it, you you can find the same type of groups, other things on other servers, people like the same kind of RP stuff. But we the 
rules and such on a lot of those other ones are a lot stricter than what we have. And this one is truly a, I'm going to go explore the apocalypse for a couple hours feeling. You can you can find and make a best friend for all, for all I know for when you first hop on Doug. There's people on here that will stick around with you, help you get geared to the teeth, teach you the ins and outs of fight of all the different areas, how to sneak through spots type deal, and it's just then stab you in the back, and then stab you in the back once you got <laughs> enough loot that it's worthwhile. Yeah, <laughs> but I think people should at least try. To play here and by try i mean like do it more than once man uh if you meet somebody that talks to you and says something strange talk back to them find out what the hell they're going on about you might you might get into a situation or go tumble down a rabbit hole or do something that you're not comfortable doing and then end up enjoying it now for, for to to illustrate your point there um i'm going to put a link to the video um in the um, description now um, and also it'll pop up on the screen. For those of you who want proof of that, I push you towards Hex the Bandit by The Running Man. Now, The Running yes. Man is not a role player. Uh -huh. um, he really hates role playing almost, but he ended up in a situation with one of the more uh, memorable characters of Daisy Underground. Um, I was actually watching him uh, stream it at the time, and I was so happy when after the initial salt evaporated, the Running Man went along with Hex, and it is probably one of, if not his best videos of all time. Uh, if you have not watched Hex the Bandit, please do. That's from someone who doesn't roleplay. He ended up just letting his guard down and going along with the situation and had... I'm not going to ruin it with what happened, but oh my god, you, you've obviously watched it, Ace. Have you guys seen it, Doc and Recluse? I think so, yeah. Yes. Hex the Bandit, The Way of the Meat. Yeah, it's a phenomenal yeah. video. Legendary. Absolutely, that is a, such a good example, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine some people were probably they probably hear the word role play and they they shy away from it or just go ew, you know. This or, is you know, again, that's the one thing. Or... Interactions encourage. We want yes. people to talk. Talk first, shoot later. That's what I say. Yeah, I always tell it's people myself: no don't just don't to, ruin it for the know. other people. If you're not into it, just say, look. I'm going to leave you guys here. I'm going to head off. Um, if you're not into it, you can just tell them that you're not a role player. They'll yeah. probably drop their act and go, oh, okay, well, if you're not going to get into the spiel, the spiel here, then, I mean, our people aren't, uh, they're monsters. very accommodating, man. <laughs> but if yeah, you're they're prepared, not and they're very accommodating. If you're prepared to step a little outside your comfort zone, you too could have the most awesome adventure like the running man did in his. I've had so many on your service. From running into you um, and the gang that time to yes. my run with um, the humble atomic bohemian, uh, it's just an amazing thing. And I, I'm not a massive role player, but I, I dabble in it now, and I'm starting to get a little bit more confident about it, and starting to not feel like a complete nutter dickhead when I do it. You can have some of the most amazing adventures. If KOS is your stuff, go for gold. It, you need KOS. Um, as much as I hate it, as much as I rant about it. Um, if it wasn't there, the game would just be a big circle jerk of people all standing around. If you're around. not scared of dying at all times, then yes. you're not playing Daisy, man. And yep. if you don't want to be afraid of dying at all times, then you need to go play something else, I think. Yeah. The world, the game and the world in the game need to be cruel. It's always saddens me thing. when I get KOS'd, but 
Yeah, I'd, I'd still much prefer, if you can, at least try to interact with the person before you kill them. Um, but at the same time, you've still got to have that fear of just bang, you are dead. Because um, otherwise you start just running around like it's Hello Kitty Island Adventure. I remember a time when I was fishing with a group of guys up north at a, a lake in the middle of nowhere. And we just started getting blown away because we let our guard down. We felt that we were safe in this random lake in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I guess not. You don't have to be serious while you do this. You can, again, recently I drummed up the dumbest character you ever could. A guy who used to run with cannibals, but he's the exact opposite. He's not evil, he's a vegetarian, all type of stuff. It's just like, you can be goofy as you want and still be treated as one of the most serious people out there. It doesn't yeah, matter. You'll get taken it's it's your story. The very last question I have for you guys. What can we expect from you in the future? Hopefully some more great stories. Yeah. We'd like to get some more out there on our website so other people outside the community can actually read this and see some of this great content. I hope that uh, in the future we're going to uh, tweet the news section of our website to the writers of The Walking Dead. So they can all get fired and we can take over and turn <laughs> that show back into something worth watching. No spoilers, but oh yeah, I've been very disillusioned with The Walking Dead. I stopped watching it. Better. <laughs> Guys, thank you so, so much for taking the time for the second time to do this interview with me. I really do appreciate it. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Did you guys enjoy yourself? Yeah, yeah. Always. Is there anything else you guys would like to say? Anything for the record? Anything that I didn't address that you would like to um, uh, air now? Hmm. I guess, should I say we have a surprise tomorrow? A surprise? What? We have a surprise tomorrow? I think we do. Well, this video won't be going out for another few days, so you can say it now, actually. Oh, I have, um, for April 1st, I've been coming up with a, more or less, like a pinup type calendar, otherwise known as the Min of Doug. <laughs> yes, yes, be right, ready yeah. for our pinup calendar for Doug. Oh my god, you have to send me a link to that, because I'll somehow send work out how to do picture. it, and I'll yeah, include it in the video as well, for those who miss July it. July section of the calendar. What was that, sorry? Uh, this is our, I just sent you our month of July. A month of July. In the okay. uh, TeamSpeak chat there. Open link. Let me see. Oh. <laughs> that is the great <laughs> Tex Rock Wolf. Fire warms the heart. Holy shit, that's awesome. That is awesome. I love that. Yeah, that is absolutely Fire warms the so, heart. So, boy, you're wondering how we had that year ahead of time. Um, or have walked down it's because people are going to be buying this. Yes. They're lining up at the gates, oh, ready to buy them in a dog. I've literally got tears in my eyes. That's gold. That is gold. Please tell me you've got someone holding a teddy bear. Maybe. Like, you'll see. We got a <laughs> I got a couple more already set up, and I'm going to be working hard tonight to get the last of them pumped out. I'm sure the cannibals will show off their meat. <laughs> oh. They will. Well played, sir. Well played. That is, that's brilliant. I love that. 
That's gold. It's little things like that that people do that keep this game alive. Yeah, you don't see people doing that for other games. There's this is why um, uh, my my son showed me this morning that there's another Daisy is Dead video. He sent me a link. I'm going to watch it later because I always watch those things just to hear what they're saying. But it's not. It's in a bad place, but it's not dead. It's far from fucking dead because there are people who love this game so much more than you. I don't think there's people who love Player Unknown Battlegrounds as much as people love DayZ. Um, the Battlegrounds is a game that you can't get too invested in. Um, yep. You know, it's rinse and repeat. DayZ, you get invested in. DayZ um, brings out more in you when you're playing than any other game I've ever played in my life. I will admit PUBG does uh, itch that type of scratch that people have been wanting for a long time. Again, that's oh, shit, why yeah. I, I've been playing it a lot myself lately. It's a great game. But to me, but... it's like, if I were to choose over PUBG or Daisy, I'd choose Daisy. Yeah. Daisy, I can see myself playing in another four years. PUBG, there'll be something new. PUBG is like a COD. Pretty much. Well, we've been, I've been playing Daisy. Tell, for... success of Fortnite. Already overtaken PUBG almost. Yeah. Guys, thank you all so, so much. Um, what was your favorite question? Favorite question? I have to say uh, about who our best, uh, I have to say, not just like role players, but I have to say like who's the best members of our community almost in terms of story. So Humble Atomic Bohemian. Humble, yes. get in contact good with man, me via man. Twitter, mate. Um, I'm going to have a little surprise for you. I'm going to be buying you a Daisy shirt from the Bohemia Interactive store if you don't I already have one. So much. So, He's one of my main models for my pictures and stuff. Humble? Yes. Ah, well, there Very you go. Friend. Guys, once again, thank you so, so much. All the best. Keep up the great work. Um, I, like many others out there, love Daisy Underground. It's such a great community to play with. You've put so much time and effort in, and it is appreciated by those of us, even those of us who aren't the heavy role players. Um, the, one of the main things I love is that it's a first-person um, server that I can go on and know I'll always still find people on there. Because a lot of the other first-person servers just aren't populated, like my own Pipsy first-person server here in um, Australia. Um, whereas you know, servers like yours, like Daisy Down Under, like The Village, are keeping that first-person dream alive. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. All the best and ciao for now. Say goodbye, fellas. Bye. Hail Papa. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao for now.